Hello to all of you out there. I am Ulrike Seminati, host of the podcast Empowering Female Leaders for Women Who Want to Thrive. Every week you will get new perspectives, exciting insights, and empowering messages of women from all over the globe. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Empowering Female Leaders. I am pleased to welcome Ivona Fluda, who is the founder of the Ministry of Creativity. Ivona will share with us thought-provoking insights that will change your view on the power of creativity. Find out how you can reactivate your creativity and make the best use of it to tap into your full potential. Ivona, do you want to say a few words about yourself? Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Ulrike, and thank you for the introduction. Hi, everyone. Um, as you mentioned, I'm the founder of the Ministry of Creativity. And under Ministry, I run right now two big projects. One of them is Creative Switzerland, where we teach creative skills. And the second one is organiccosmetics.ch, where we support girls and women uh, with period products and, um, and uh, cosmetics. But I'm basically, if you would like to label me, I'm an entrepreneur and I start, started my entrepreneurial journey already four years ago. And I can just tell you, it has been amazing. That's probably the best journey, uh, journey of my life so far in the professional life. Okay, thank you very much for this introduction. So I think you have quite a lot to say around creativity and, and, and quite a lot of experience in this domain. The question, the first question I have around this, um, we hear a lot about creativity is important. Creativity is something that is an added value and all of this. However, it is really difficult for many people to be creative. I hear this from so many people who say, oh, I'm not creative. Why is it so difficult for some of us to be creative? Mm, that's a great question. Well, we need to understand really the root causes of the situation. So why so many people around the world don't believe that they can be any creative? The main reason from my perspective and from the scientific perspective is that unfortunately our schooling system just don't allow creativity or allows it just in a very small percentage, which means that automatically our creativity is not fostered and then we just don't have opportunities to develop it uh, over time. Let me give you an example. So when I was in the second grade, um, uh, one of our art teachers, teachers asked us to draw a bird. You know, any, anyone, like whatever, whatever we wanted, we, we could draw. So I came back home and I asked my mom, well, what do you think I should, I should draw? I have no idea. So what she did at that time, she brought to me like a huge book full of birds and just said like, well, just pick one. And I did that. I picked the, the bird and I just drew it so beautifully, really with all of the you know, characteristics. And the next day at school, I just you know, rushed to my teacher and she was like, oh, well, that's beautiful, but it's impossible that you draw it. That's not you, that's your mom. So that's kind of one of the first uh, memories I have from the, from the school when someone basically told me, that's not you. You don't have this creative power or this creative skills. Uh, and the second situation that I uh, record uh, or recall from my from my school uh, times was in the high school. It was pretty funny, actually. We got this like huge task to write an essay on on love, um, and I, I can just tell you, I just love this topic. 
I was I just spent the whole week writing about this, you know, researching and doing everything, everything that was possible just to, you know, pour out my ideas on this particular topic. And then the same situation happened, right? Um, I, I I talked to the to the teacher and he was like, oh well, that's wonderful, but you're just 16. It's impossible that you can create this type of level, this type of quality of content. And as you can imagine, that's not that's not a very encouraging situation. That's basically situations that very often just not just kill creativity, but they they didn't allow people even to discover if they have creative skills. And that's even worse than you know saying you're not creative. So as I mentioned uh, at the very beginning, what we need to understand are the uh, root causes of why many people just don't believe they are creative, and that's basically because first of all the school system don't for uh, doesn't foster that but secondly uh, because very often creativity is simply killed by the teachers yeah i can relate to that it's true that in the school i i was brought up in germany for example and in the school system is is a very clear straightforward system the people who learn everything by heart get the best notes clearly if you learn everything by heart you can have the wonderful notes and the best results but that doesn't it doesn't foster any kind of step aside actually so the, the slightest little strange idea or crazy idea which you might come up with gets no good grades and this is why people step away from it if you're not i think by nature a very creative person who always wanted to be a painter or a musician or, or go into these kind of jobs then you certainly put it aside quite quickly i agree with that um what is at stake if creativity is or continues to be underused as we have unlearned to to use it uh, so basically we cannot um i think flourish in general in life because all of the alternatives and the options that could be possible for us are just not there because we are not even aware that we can have them so it can be you know a very philosophical approach of yes we went to schools and we just need to think this one certain way and that's it and that's the end of your life hmm. but then when you think of it like um you know uh, maybe there's something else in the world maybe there are different skills uh, i can use maybe i can just uh, take the responsibility for my for my future because at the end we are grown-ups right so right now we, th that's on us how we are going to live our lives so when we take this responsibility we can then really discover different type of things but what you mentioned and i, I really would love to uh, kind of talk about the stereotype of being creative so as you said many people think like oh someone is creative that's probably an artist someone very messy someone you know and uh, not knowing how to make money or being extremely poor and when i think of that i can just think of van gogh he was extremely creative, he was also poor, he was misunderstood by the society. But then we can have another example, we can say like someone is a scientist or an engineer or someone is extremely creative but in a different way, um, but can be also misunderstood by the society. As, and as an example, we, can, we have Einstein. Einstein was extremely mis misunderstood by, his, by the society, he couldn't find a job, imagine this. Um, but what, what really uh, comes together in these two cases, Bangkok and Einstein, both of them were extremely creative people, maybe in a different way, but they were. Um, and the same uh, we need to think of when we think of creativity individually. Each of us can be extremely creative, but we need to create, kind of foster the creativity um, in a way that really will bring the best out of us. And the good news is there are many things 
we can we can really foster that we can do many things so i would like to introduce you to to a few options the first group is related to our mental things so you know what can we cognitively create create as people um and as, as an example let's imagine you're at your office and you had a very difficult talk with your boss and you have a problem the challenge is just so so big that you don't know what to do with this and then you're like oh my god you know what now and usually in this type of situations instead of writing very angry emails saying like oh my god the world is the world is collapsing you can just simply sit down and think of hmm all right so that's the challenge how does it make me feel and you can just sit down and write it down just what I call it outsourcing your feelings, your challenges and problems to the piece of paper. And it's very easy. So instead of, you know, reacting right away, we can basically step back, take some time, think of it, write down our valid feelings. And then, you know, we can, for example, go for a walk and then come back and start writing our solutions for this particular situation. And I can tell you because we already have outsourced all of the anger and all of the oh, you know fight between in, in, inside of us we can right now start thinking about the solutions and this is what usually happens so the suggestion would be also here to start thinking in terms of solutions not problems and when we have this shift of our mindset many things can can basically change right away i know it's not not easy and it cannot happen you know from one day to another it's a process so we need to see how we can foster this process from you know from today on until you know until the end of our days i can guarantee you that when you would practice for example in this situation when you would practice this exercise then you will see over over the time that many things just have changed because your mindset have changed but let's say hmm, that's an extremely um, kind of um, difficult scenario, right? But we all face that. We all face challenges and difficulties in our professional life, also in our private life. But when we are not that stressed out, let's say we have free time and we don't know what to do. So what I usually suggest is basically creating things um, from scratches and it can be exactly creating ideas from scratches. Which means, again, you can use a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil and just sit down for 15 minutes and write down all of the ideas that just come to your mind, like everything. And I can tell you, you know, it's like a muscle. All, over time, you will see, okay, the ideas will just come and they will come faster and the better ideas, the quality of ideas will just really improve. And then with this type of muscle, when you create this and you practice this muscle, over the time, you will see, okay, right now I have you will just notice I have better ideas, better solutions, I'm kind of happier because I, I'm ju I just unstuck myself. And I think this, especially as I call it, outsourcing your ideas and challenges to the paper can help you to foster your own creative confidence and creative skills in general. But, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Because you <laughs> brought up relatively simple solutions which is fantastic because it's always great if there's something that people can just use but i want to say and i think i want to point that out because i think you have a lot of more solutions which you will provide yes it is uh it is that probably most of the audience or many people in general certainly have an over-evaluated image of what creativity is what you said before, when we think about creative people, we think about artists immediately, and we have this big picture of someone messy or not, but of someone extraordinary, at least. And I think what you just yes. said now, 
these were very simple things which we can do, which everybody can do. And I think it's important to point out that everybody is creative and that everybody can just do things like that. And when I hear from people that, oh, no, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not a creative person. I'm never a creative person. I say to them, I don't know, are you cooking, for example, from time to time? Yeah, you, you, you do this in a certain way. And some people really follow a recipe from A to Z, but most people kind of go freestyle <laughs> at some point. And this is exactly about being creative, yeah, immediately. So there are certainly so many things in our lives where we are permanently creative, even if you believe that we are not at all creative. And probably it's worth looking at these little things and to understand that you have this creative power and that you can, as you say, train it like a muscle and create even more of it. So Absolutely. what I would like to learn more about, I think you have, you have, you have just shared a really nice takeaway, which we'll come back to later, but I guess that you have a little more about these where people can, yeah, train themselves day by day. Absolutely. So as you said, that's very simple examples. Uh, the trend is not many people do it. And that's the thing, right? Not many people really sit down and write their ideas or sit down and write their challenges because they're already so stuck in this, this, you know, in the simple situations or difficult situation that they, they basically react right away instead of thinking like, oh, okay, what can be done here right now? Um, but, you know, talking about different type of uh, techniques that we can use, you know, the, the first group was mental or cognitive techniques. We can use also manual techniques and that's everything related to what we can do with our hands. So it can be, as you mentioned, cooking. So I can tell you as an example what I am doing. I'm opening the, the fridge and I'm like, okay, we have this, 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 what can I do with this now? I don't follow recipes, I just create anything what I just, you know, what just comes to my mind right away. And that's also a very creative process, right? I'm not judgmental, I don't follow recipes, I just do what, you know, what my, what my mind creates uh, at this particular mo moment. And I think it's also very important to remember that creativity can be fostered, but we cannot judge it because we are all so unique, you know, that when we start ju judge, okay, this idea is a better idea or this, this dish is a better dish or this, you know, it's a better because of something that's very relative. We just need to accept that we, you know, we as human beings are creative because we were born creative. But right now as grown-ups, we can finally decide to do something else with this. Um, talking about manual, um, processes or manual techniques we can do as i mentioned everything related to working with hands it can be cooking it can be baking it can be painting drawing it can be you know working with the wood you know whatever you can imagine or gardening go and plant some flowers and see you know learn about the process learn what you can what would you discover which plants for example survived which didn't what can you improve next time that's kind of also a little bit like in business, right? Re reiteration processes. And this is exactly also the next point that I wanted to, to share with you is, uh, you know, that's everything what we can do individually. But there are many things we can do also in our communities or with our friends and families, also strangers. Um, so of course, it's very great to practice these techniques on your own because that's very, you know, that's also very focused practices. But what you can do also is you can, uh, join any mastermind sessions. I have been running this uh, type of mastermind sessions for the last three years. And I can tell you, people are just like wowed after the sessions because many of them like are, are, are like, oh my God, I didn't know that I have these ideas. 
I didn't know that I can solve this particular problem uh, with this with so many different solutions, or that I can develop this type of business so in so many different ways. Because we have usually just like one one way of thinking about solutions, right? But when we can bring other people and bring other perspectives, that of course helps us then uh, to to create uh, more quality ideas. That is true. It is something that you see also the feeling of not being alone with your ideas. And it obviously helps if you share your ideas and others build on them, or you can then build on other ideas. Um, and I mean, you, you and I, we were probably starting off alone with our own business. And this is where you realize how important it is to speak to other people, to stay creative, because in the beginning, yeah, full of ideas and full of, full of the vision that you want to achieve and everything. But at some point, it gets really tiring. And if you want to continue to be creative, to produce interesting ideas and topics and concepts, and it's very important to get into an exchange with other people. And I think that also is like this at work. My question here would be, as we we have mainly female leaders in our audience or women who are working in the, in the corporate world, and many of the people who are listening to these talks are really struggling in moving on in their career. career. They feel not being recognized, not really being seen or valued for what they're doing, or maybe even not being listened to when they come up with an idea. How can creativity or increasing and training their creativity help them to get unstuck in their work life? I feel, again, it's a very individual question. It really, it really also depends on how you define success for yourself. Um, for me, and I'm very proud of that, to say that for me, the biggest success to be at the moment in my life I'm right now at, which means everything what I talk about, what I think about, what I, what I, what I do is very aligned. And I know that many people who work in the corporate world don't have this alignment. Basically, you know, in their mind, they think, oh, I need to do it because I need to earn money, but they just hate their jobs. And it's very difficult to, what I observe at least from also from my friends uh, and family, it's very difficult to live like this for a longer run. So basically, instead of being stuck all the time, time maybe it's, it's right now time also to rediscover if that's, if that's the right path for you in your career. Uh, but talking about, you know, examples or techniques that you can use, um, it's again, I will come back to the example with piece, uh, piece of paper and pen. Uh, so imagine you, you run the ideation process for your colleagues. You just give everyone space to discover different ideas. And what is very important always when you run this type of workshops or when you allow people to be part of this type of uh, settings is that, again, every idea is a good idea. There is no such thing like bad idea. It's also very important to say, think in terms of possibilities. So even the sky is not the limit when you search for solutions, which is also very important to think like, you know, maybe those people here in the room know, like very likely they know, they know much more than I do because I'm already biased in my expertise, which means it's very important to bring the diversity of ideas table. But also, again, I think, probably the most important rule uh, that I would share with you is to create this very trustful space. And that's something that is unfortunately very difficult at most of the organizations. Um, and it, it doesn't matter if it's a big corporation, it doesn't matter if it's you know a very small organization, it's very important just to create very trust, trustful relationships. And if that's not possible for a longer run, 
you will see that's probably that's not the place you can foster or you can really develop your any of your ideas, not just your creative skills. Mm. Yeah, that's true because it's a more complex problem, probably. Yeah. Because as you say, um, many companies say that they want to have creativity because obviously they want to have innovation. They all want to have that, but they are not doing anything about setting the ground for it. Like you say, mm -hmm. having a trustworthy environment, having a culture of failure, because that comes with creativity. Creativity also means you try out new things which you have not tried out before, maybe, or you accept that this idea is new and let's let's give it a try. And then you can fail logically because you've never tried it out. It's not a proven thing. And this is usually even when when workshops are held, creative workshops, creating ideas, yeah, and then you come back with a huge list of things and everybody is excited, yeah? Everybody thinks, wow, finally, we might have a breakthrough and do something different. And then at the end, weeks or months later, everybody is like really disillusioned by the fact that, A, either nothing happened at all or nothing was done with these ideas. That happens very often because also of a lack of time because it's not the right priority put on it. Um, Or on the other hand, yes, we have tried one of these things and it didn't work out like ex except like we expected it to work out. It was maybe a big failure. Maybe it was just a slight little failure, whatever. It was not working out exactly like that. And this is why suddenly these kind of processes are put into the corner again and not used again. And even next time when people will have to come to such an event a year later or so, they come already with the mindset that anyway, we will brainstorm for the whole day. <laughs> Nothing will happen with our ideas. And if something happens, I might even get bashed for having had this idea because it did not work out in reality. So this mindset, which we have in companies, this culture, which is there, do you think there is something that an individual person can do to, to, yeah, to some, somehow contribute to create a more open environment for creativity? But that's, as you mentioned, that's a very complex challenge. I do believe that we can, that first we need to uh, exercise this, um, this creative muscle for ourselves. And then at a certain point, we will bring it to our communities, to the families, you know. Um, but what you are talking about is more, um, let's say, a systemic change, let's say, on the level of organizations. And to have like a proper systemic change that is also sustainable and brings exactly the value we are talking about, like creative skills and fostering creativity, we need to have everyone on the table. And that's already a big challenge because it's difficult to have everyone on the table and then listen to everyone and then consider all of these ideas. I know that many organizations have the very beautiful excuse of saying we don't have time. And everyone can have this excuse, by the way, in anything we are doing. But at some point, we just need to decide for ourselves, right? So as an individual, I can decide, for example, okay, I will be working here for the next, let's say, one, two years, and I will see if I can change something. But if not, it's time for you to go and, and search for a better place for you or to create something of, on your own, right? Talking about entrepreneurship. On the systemic level or, you know, system, uh, system change level, you know, we need to have, that's, that's exactly the, the, the example with education, right? If we want to have any change in the education, we need to have it on the policy table. And we don't have it, unfortunately. If we don't have such an important thing like educating the future generations on the table and you know, fostering children and bringing exactly the right quality education to the schools and to the families, to the children, how can we talk about systemic change? We cannot. 
So this is this is a very complex topic, and I think um, it will take us, unfortunately, much more time than we hoped for to even create these small changes. The good news is there are already, thankfully, uh, very many initiatives working with children, you know, fostering, uh, fostering creativity or other uh, skills. Um, but this happens mostly on the industry level. So let's say there are a few organizations. I, you know, with Creative Switzerland, I also work right now with schools. Uh, but there are also, you know, NGOs, you know, trying to teach alternative skills. Alternative, and that's the word, it shouldn't be alternative. It should be obligatory from the very first day to teach your child how to create things, how to think critically, you know, how to connect the thoughts, so-called, um, and how to really think of, you know, how to create also better societies. Because then let's imagine there's a very utopian but beautiful example of the future when every child is just taken individually by a teacher. Every child has a chance to, you know, learn the, the skills or, you know, develop the talents. And then later on, we have happy adults, right? Because everything what they're doing, again, it's aligned with, you know, what they think and what they talk about, you know, and what they do. And that's that's a very utopian idea, but I, can, I, I believe it can happen. We can see that change already in our generation. At least that's my hope for the future. <laughs> I also feel that this is something that is that is that is already kickstarted for a while, and I think it will evolve into this into this area more and more. And the the call to action for anyone who is listening to this talk is: I think that you can start on your own level. I mean, this is this is what you have control of your own level. And as you said, even if you feel like in your role at work you're not allowed to be creative, your ideas are not seen or listened to. Well, either you just change something by changing your job, which is maybe a risky undertaking for some of you obviously i understand that nobody not everyone will just jump on this occasion immediately but on the same time it's not about just um, hiding behind the fact that oh anyway i'm not free to do what i want and i can't and i need to earn money and i need to stay in this role and this is why i can't do anything because that's not true as you said earlier on and i would like to come back to this to to have these these really simple things that people can do in their lives where you can start with where you can just just do very simple things to start your own creativity, to train it like a muscle, to get into little exercises and to become aware that you are creative and you can do more of it and you might be able to change something over time. And I would like to come back to what I have noted down to two things which I found really, really great, even more, but two which are really happening on this individual level, which is about the outsourcing, like you call it, which is an interesting word for just writing down what you feel, write down your thoughts, write down your ideas, maybe write down your goals. So many people do not write down their goals. I think 3% of people write down their goals and probably far under 1% write down their feelings. <laughs> I can imagine that this is very, very rare. Whereas outsourcing this, bringing it to a sheet of paper, bringing it out of your mind to another place is a fantastic idea that everybody can do. And I also like this manual thing that, first of all, realizing that whenever we do something manual, we are already creative. And if we want to learn to be more creative and to feel good about it, then let's just do some more manual things. We're sitting in front of computers most of the time, all day long, even more these days than ever before. So let's, let's do something on the other side. And the third idea was about connecting to others so that you don't not only see the solutions from your own perspective, but that you have this multiple perspective thing kicking in when you exchange with others and brainstorming, so in masterminds. 
So as a main takeaway, the one thing where you would say, if you get out of this talk and you're really interesting in increasing your own capacity of being creative, what is the one thing, if you had to, to, to choose just one, what you will give as a takeaway to the audience? I would say uh, the creative magic happens when you make things happen. Anything or in general things happen. We need to take the responsibility for our actions. We need to give ourselves time. And in the end, you are grown-ups, right? So we can really take the responsibility, work on, for example, creative skills um, and see the magic happens on the way. This was another episode of Empowering Female Leaders. What are the questions and topics in female leadership that you are interested in? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and Instagram or join our LinkedIn group. I am excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for new talks with inspiring women from all around the globe. Thank you for listening.